Blog Talk Radio. my throat really bad um 
So uh, if my voice, you know, if I sound like a frog tonight, that's the reason why. I want to apologize up front. Um, today is June 18th, as you all know, 2019. On this day last year, we lost a rising um, hip-hop, I want to call him a legend, a young man who made a huge musical footprint um, in the music industry due to the impact that he had on his young fan base. I'm talking about XXX, Tentacion, um, Jose, Dwayne, Ricardo, Antroy, again, born January 23rd, 1998, uh, fatally wounded in Deerfield Beach, Florida, at a motorcycle shop on June 18, 2018. He was an American rapper, a singer, and a songwriter. He's very controversial in this industry um, because of, you know, some personal um, battles that he challenged. Um, nevertheless, uh, with his passing, it brought I think a new fan base for him. Um, those who had never listened to his music before um, all got on board. Uh, his music skyrocketed. It did phenomenal uh, numbers, awards that he won last year for his music. Um, and then the uh, CD, they still call them CDs? The album that he put out at the latter part, or that was put out by his camp the latter part of last year. Um, I've been listening to that all day long today because for some reason this young man, and I don't agree with a lot of things that, you know, he experienced um, or he, he dealt with and the way he dealt with, you know, in his life, but his music, for some reason, I don't know, when I'm feeling like I'm feeling today, I can always pop his music in and it can take me and bring me back from where I am and take me to another level. So if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to him, I recommend you do so. Um, so uh, rest in peace uh, to XXX Tentacion. Tomorrow, we talked about this last week, but tomorrow is June 19th. Now, many of you may have went to, because I told you to, so I know you did. I know you went to the celebrations this weekend because everybody was having them. I'm in a lot of places. We'll continue to have um, um, events on tomorrow as well. But tomorrow is Juneteenth. Um, some may know it as Juneteenth Independence Day. Some may know it as Freedom Day. Um, it is an American holiday. I tell you both, I said so. This American holiday um, that commemorates the June 19, 1865 announcement of the abolition of slavery in the United States um, of Texas and generally the emancipation of enslaved African Americans throughout the former Confederate States of America. I gave you some homework last week. I told you, for you all who may have just seen, you know, the word, never knew what it really meant, um, or if you knew a little bit about it, you know, dig a little deeper. Um, and if you knew a lot about it, you know, get out there and, and make sure that the youth are aware of Juneteenth, the celebration, and what um, it really means. All right? So tomorrow, Juneteenth, um, you follow me on social media, so you'll see me uh, reminding you also tomorrow and the significance of it. This is also the month of June. We're, we're a little over halfway through June now. And um, as you see on uh, the social media pages, uh, we are recognizing and spotlighting a different um, artist or musical contribution to um, this, this the industry. And because this is Black Music Month or African American Music Appreciation Month. Um, it is the annual celebration of African American music in the United States. Um, it was initiated as Black Music Month by President Jimmy Carter on June the 7th, 1979. He decreed that June would be the month of Black music. In 2009, but the, commem the commemoration was given its current name by President Barack Obama. In his 2016 proclamation, Obama noted that African-American music and musicians have helped the country to, I quote, dance, to express our faith through song, to march against injustice, and to defend our country's enduring promise of freedom and opportunity for all. So like I said, each day we're spotlighting an artist or um, a musical contribution, um, and today Today, I believe, is uh, Queen Latifah is today, all right? So, and yesterday was a tribe called Quest, all right? So, um, 
you may have known about people. You may have not known a lot of information about them. But, again, if you're following the pages, you'll be able to just, you know, um, acquire more information on these great contributions to um, black music. All right? So with that being said, I want to jump on over to the best part of the show, and that's my guest, our interview. Yes. If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Indie Fire. Two at Tuesdays with Nakia. And uh, I think this has been going on probably now for three, three months. And I say this every episode because I've had so many authors and writers and um, novelists lately that uh, they're opening up, you know, my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're making me want to write more is what I'm trying to say. All right. So and my, this this is why I'm so pissed off today for one reason, because I have so much I want to get out. And, like, I, I look at their social media and I see they, they're like, no, uh, time to write. I'm about to go get in my corner. Time to write. You know, I just came up with this idea. I just finished this chapter. And I'm like, I don't have no time to do nothing, you know. So I'm glad I get the opportunity to, to speak to all of these authors and um, again, just, just opening my eyes a little wider to something that I'm very passionate about. Um, our guest this evening is, I'm not going to mess her beautiful name up, Asita Zula, who writes under the pen name of Asera. She was born and raised in Philly. She is one of seven children born to parents who are married or have been married over 50 years. I salute them. I couldn't get past 10, um, so I salute them. Um, in her 20s, she moved to Virginia to provide a better life for her children. There, she met and married the love of her life, Ryan, a sailor in the U.S. Navy. She has always had a love for writing and in 2017 published her first book. Since then, many have followed. With over 15 books available on Amazon and many more yet to be published, she writes across many genres. This includes black historical fiction, urban, contemporary, women's literature, self-help, mystery, and suspense. And I don't know what YA is, so that's going to be my first question. Young adult, maybe that's young adult, all right? We're going to find out what that is shortly. She has started her own publishing company called Dream Wake Work Publishing. For submissions, send the first five chapters to dreamwakework at gmail.com. She is the mother of four and has two dogs, Duke and Duchess. She's also a licensed practical nurse who also holds a BA and an MA in psychology with a concentration on meditation and conflict resolution. We need to talk. That says mediation. I can't read. Mediation and conflict resolution. And we definitely need to talk because I I got a lot of conflicts I need to resolve. Yes. She looks forward to hearing from her readers via reviews. Follow her on IG under her publishing name and enjoy the stories. Indie listening audience, I present to you my guest this evening, Asera. Hey, how, how are you doing? I appreciate everybody. I'm good. How are you? Good. I was, I was trying. I got to work on this. I really do. See, there was that pause because my, my little audience was supposed to clap, you know, like hysterically for you, but I keep forgetting <laughs> to hit the little, I keep forgetting to hit it. So, yay, woo! All right, there we go. There we go. <laughs> so before I even jump into anything, I want to know, because inquiring minds also want to know, what does YA stand for? You were right. It's young adult. Boom, boom. See, it just, it didn't hit me just like, yeah, that's what that is. So there you go, guys. Suspense <laughs> and young adult. Awesome, awesome. When did you realize that you wanted to be a writer? You know what? Um, I've written my whole life. I I mean, I really have. I can remember back in, like, eighth grade for graduation, you know, I, I had poems that were published in our little our little yearbook, you know, for graduation in eighth grade. And um, and my family's always, if, if some kind of special occasion comes up, you know, I get the phone call like, hey, you know, we need a, a poem or we need a story or we need you to tell us about, you know, put, put so-and-so into these words or whatever. I've always done it. But, you know, in our community, it's not like you know, nobody says, okay, you can go be a, you know, make a living off of writing. So it was kind right. of something that, you know, I always did in the background, but I knew, you know, I had to go to school 
you know, and, and, and get those degrees and things. So that's what was going to pay the bills, you know. As a matter of fact, with my oldest son, um, he's 22 and in college now. But when he was little, I didn't really buy him books. I would write the books for him. So it would be like Tavir's first day of school, you know, Tavir leaves the yeah. teeth, those, you know, yeah, like those pivotal moments in his life, you know, I would, I would, you know, gear them towards him so that when we were, you know, going to bed at night, I would read the stories of him to him. So I've always been, you know, a writer. It's just two years ago, I decided, you know what, let me go ahead and publish something. <laughs> How did your uh, publishing your first book change your writing process? You know, it was just a learning, um, it was a learning process. It still is. Um, I I think for me, it just gave me a little bit more confidence because the, the little handful of people who did read it <laughs> were like, oh, this is really good. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I never really felt like a whole lot of people would, would read my book. But um, it also, it made me focus more on putting more work out there. Like the more you know, people want it, the more I wanted to kind of give them. And I I, I always have stories in my head. Like, I, it's like every day, it's somebody's talk, some character's talking to me. So it just, it, it increased, you know, um, the time that I take to actually write. So I, I basically do it full time now. So like, you know, publishing that first book, and then into the second and into the third, um, it kind of just like increased with each book, the time um, that I put into it. So I think that that's kind of how it changed. That's amazing. I want to pause just a moment. Um, You have a caller, and they've been very patiently waiting on the line for some time now. So I'm going to go ahead and open the phone up to the caller. Um, Who's out here showing their support? Good evening. You're live right here. How are you? Hi, uh, this is Tanisha Stewart. I'm just I'm listening ah! in for <laughs> I'm a huge, huge fan, I, I, huge I fan. I love all her books and everything she writes is gold. Yeah, I know her. <laughs> I'm back, I'm back at you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling in. I'm going to uh, put you back on mute, and you can listen to the remainder of the show. Mhm. So, a fan of the author, thank you so much for calling in, Ms. Tanisha. Um, when you sit down to write a story, do you know how it's going to end? You know what? Um, it depends on the story. But uh, I, I would say nine times out of ten, I don't. I, I'm just going with the flow. And that's why, you know, my, my stories in so many different ways. Um, you know, I don't, you know, some of them people are like, I didn't like the way this, you know, I love the story, but I thought it was going to end this way. And I'm thinking in my head, like, girl, so did I. So, but, you know, um, or, you know, a plot twist will come to me or I'm like, no, you know, that, that's, that's too, that's too much. Or, you know what, she, she got to die. I'm sorry. I know she's a star, but, you know, she got to go. So I, I really, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I, and I get, I get, you know, I get my messages, I get messages and emails, like, I can't believe you did that. But it's like, you know, the story, let me, this is how, and I know I said this, I've said this, you know, in other interviews, but the stories play out for me as if I'm watching TV, as if I'm like, you know, watching a movie or watching a TV show, and I'm just recording what I'm seeing. Like, I, I actually see it playing out, you know, I see you know, him walk into the room and her reaction. And so I'm just kind of recording it. So I don't, nine times out of ten, I don't really know how it's going to end. But sometimes the ending will come to me first. And that, that's happened a couple times, but not really. So um, so I would say, no, I, I really don't. I don't. So when they, when you know, I, and I'm always nervous, you know, of how the fans are going to react to the ending. Because I'm like, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. So, so. You know, I I would say I don't really. Describe your writing process. You know, I just write. Um, I I carry my laptop everywhere I go. If we're going to the park, I put my laptop in my bag. If we, you know, if I'm we going to the library, I put the laptop in my bag. If we going to the store, we going to church, I got the laptop because I'm typing on my way. Um, I don't necessarily, I can't 
I can't like listen to music or be reading a book while I'm writing because of the way the story comes to me. So I will say that I kind of need um, as much quiet as I can get and, you know, a glass of sweet red wine and we just, you know, go from, <laughs> and then I, I just kind of, you know, go from, go from there. You know what I'm saying? And I can write for hours at a time as long as, you know, I'm, I have the house isn't, you know, too, too much of an uproar because I do have three children that live at home. So, but my husband's really good about keeping them away from me when I'm like in the zone. So, I, I mean, that's just my process. I, I just write and I write whenever I can and basically really all day, unless I'm doing, um, you know, something for a client or, you know, doing some developmental edits for my, um, my new authors, unless I'm doing some work like that, I'm just writing really. Wow. So you, you kind of dipped into my next question. How do you stay disciplined and not get distracted? Um, you know, I, I've always had like that one-track mind. You know, if I'm focused on something, then I'm focused on it. And, you know, like if I, it, even if I'm watching a TV show, if my husband comes in to talk to me, I got to mute it so I can, you know, what you're talking about, so I can kind of focus on him. But also if I – if I have in my head that I'm going to do something, then I just do it. And I think that was just like the way that we were raised, you know what I'm saying? So so if I'm like, okay, I need to get this book done, I'm going to do, you know, 10,000 words today, then I generally will do it. You know, um, yeah, there are distractions. Like I have a three-year-old and he's like, mom, we got to play cars. So of course, you know, I'll, I'll put it up for a little while and we'll go play cars. But, you know, I still in my head, the story's going, you know, so I, I just, it's just what I do, and I'm just able to, you know, with the stories constantly in my head, I just kind of focus on what I need to do. So that's kind of, I just, you know, that's just kind of how I keep myself disciplined. I just do it, and I know that, and I know that it has to be done, and I'm also the type of person that once I start something, nine times out of ten, I need to finish it, so it'll bother me, it'll bug the hell out of me if I don't finish it. So I can't have, like, half-written stories. That'll just, that'll drive me crazy. So I know I have to do it. I, I know I do. I know this is way, way off subject, but you have a 22-year-old and a 3-year-old and then two more in between. Girl. <laughs> I just want yes, to make sure I, I heard that. Right. Oh, ooh. bless your heart. Oh. Yeah, okay. So yeah, how I do. No, I other two children. Um, seventeen and twelve. Had a three-year-old girl. Yeah. I know, right? Did I? I know. Surprise. Because <laughs> Lord knows, I thought I was done. But he's a blessing, and he's gonna be on TV with his drama. I tell you what. But 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 I started having kids early. Like I had my my oldest son a month and four days after I turned sixteen. My son was born on Christmas of '96. So, you know, I, he's 22, but I'm a relatively young mom to have somebody that's, you know, going to be graduating college next year. And, you know, they, the other two came kind of, you know, five years with a five-year difference. So it kind of gave me time to get some things together in between. You know, like I had him and, you know, finished uh, high school and, you know, finished the school and get a job, you know, and then. So it kind of gave me some time in between. So there are good ages in between, but yeah, the three-year-old he slid in there. I tell you what, <laughs> that's how I feel about my thirteen-year-old. Because um, all of mine are like three. I have four also, but they're all three, three and a half years apart. Then there's like a five-year, yeah. five and a half gap between my daughter and my youngest son. And so, uh-huh. but I wouldn't trade any of them. Um, wouldn't trade any of them for the world. But most definitely Never. will not go backwards at this point in my life. Uh-uh. No, ma'am. So on <laughs> average, how long does it take you to write a book? I know you mentioned, you know, you uh, set your goals for your And you may say, okay, I'm going to do 10,000 words today. I have one author who is like, I got to knock out four chapters a day. Um, so how long does it typically take you to write a book? Um, Three to seven days. And like I said, that's, I mean, I know like people are like, that's quick, but that's because the way that it plays out in my head and it doesn't stop. Like I don't have a pause button for it. 
So if I have to like go out and do something, I have a notebook where I like take that I take with me as well, and I like make notes. But um, and I a lot of my books are novellas, but not all of them. Some of which you know means that they're like under the forty thousand um, words. They might be like thirty two thousand or uh, I mean, I'm sorry, my novellas are like you know from seventeen thousand and up. Um, and I do have some novels, full novels that are over forty thousand words. But um, if I'm doing a book that's maybe like a novelette to a novella, which is up to 40,000 words, then it probably takes me like three to seven days. If I'm doing a full novel, it might take like a week and a half. So that that's kind of how long it takes me to knock them out. I know that you mentioned when you start writing, you kind of get into that zone and you may have had some type of idea in the direction that your book was going to go, but then it may have changed. And then your readers, question like oh my god what happened I didn't expect that um do you write to deliver um what the readers want or do you write how you're passionate and what you feel um you are I mean you always want to appeal to your readers but I I would say that it's more, you know, my passion, like what I'm passionate about. Um, and like, and it, you know, comes from like, you know, what's in my mind or maybe what's going on, you know, or what I'm thinking about at the time. So, you know, I, I know that they're not always going to be happy, you know, with, with what's going on, you know, in the book and, or they may not be happy with the, um, with the ending because they thought it should have gone another way. But I, I like 98% of the time I get very, very good reviews um, for my book, you know, even with the plot twist, they're like, and I, I think that they like that though, you know, I think that they like, you know, sometimes, you know, it's not ending the way that they thought it was going to end or, you know, but I would, I would have to say, um, like I said, I, I want them to be happy, but I, I just have to write what I'm passionate about. Um, I always have. So that's, you know, that's what it is. And you know, sometimes I, you know, if they request a part two to a book, I will do a part two for them. I do do things like that. Or, you know, if they requested somebody, um, you know, a specific character have their own little book, then I'll do like a, you know, a little spinoff, like um, one character, Sean, from um, my series, When He's Bad For You. Um, people don't know it yet, but Sean does have his a little spinoff book called Finding Sean that I'm going to be publishing soon. So um, I'm doing that because the characters were like, no, what, what happened to Sean? We got it. We need to know. So I do, you know, I want them to be happy, but I, I also have to be passionate about what I'm writing and I have to be, I have to be true to myself, you know, really. Do you read your book reviews? I do read my book re- reviews. Um, and how do you feel? How do you can, feel with good versus bad? You know, I, I mean, of course, you know, I, I look at like the star ratings really, but um, if somebody's like, you know, sometimes I think that as artists, we're kind of sensitive. So I'll check in like with Tanisha Stewart, you know, the author that called in, who is an amazing author, you know, in her own right. Um, and she's been very encouraging to me on this journey. Um, if somebody like gives me three stars and, you know, they're like, Hey, you know, I wanted more of this or more of that. I'll kind of check in with different authors that I feel like are, you know, who I admire, you know, and I, I read their work and I'm like, Hey, what did you think? You know, when you read the book and they'll tell me honestly, you know, so, um, and I, and it's all a learning experience. Like I said, you know, I, like, I'm not upset if you didn't like the book, because everything is not for everybody. Um, I do think of, you know, what I could, could have done better. That's why I like to kind of like, you know, get some, some feedback for it, but you know, everything's not for everybody, but I, I do appreciate the people who do, you know, love my books and, you know, do and do the reviews. I, I want more, like review it. Let me know what you feel. How do you write across so many genres um you know what I've I've never been in a box you know I'm like you know this chick from Philly that listens to you know rap and country music like I you know I, I can't be so like whatever <laughs> you know com, com, you know what I'm saying like what 
whatever comes to my mind comes to my mind. You know what I'm saying? If I'm if it's, you know, a werewolf and a vampire, then we doing paranormal today. You know, if it's um I actually was not an urban writer and I will say this, my urban books are published through Supreme Works. Um, and that's Casey Mills, and she's, you know, I mean, we all know she has, like, over 100 number ones. I mean, you know, she's, you know, she's, uh, you know, under Leo Sullivan. Like, you know, I, my urban is under her, and it was a challenge because I didn't write urban. I submitted um, contemporary to her, and she loved my contemporary. She was like, I love your contemporary, but I don't really have that audience. I have an urban audience. So I took three days. She kind of challenged me. She gave me a challenge to read one of hers. I read two chapters of it. I said, let me put this away. And it was it was really good, so it was hard to put it away. But I had to, <laughs> I said, let me put this away and see, you know, if I'm on the right track. So I, I took three days. I wrote, when he's back, where you won. I sent it to two of my test readers. They came back like, I love this more than I love anything else you wrote. And I was like, huh? Really? Wow. <laughs> So when I yeah, so when I said this to her, she was like, Yes, this is what I'm talking about. So that's where the um the six urban books that I have um came when he's bad for you one, two, three and when she's bad for you one, two, three. And they kind of I mean, they kind of go together. I mean I know it like it's like it's two different series, but they do go together. So, um that's where that came from. But like black historical fiction, I'm a history buff. I, I don't even know how why I didn't go to school for that, like I love it. I I don't know why I don't have ladies in waiting. Like I just you know I love history, the queens and the kings and the castles and the love and the heirs. But I also love being black, and I love our people. So you know when I write about it, I'm like you know we were kings and queens and we still are. So you know when I write my black my historical fiction is my characters are black, and you know if I'm you know but then you know what I'm saying I, I'm a I'm a modern woman you know I I have children I have career I have you know a husband so then we're going to write about that too you know me and my girlfriend so I just it just comes to me it's life it's things that I love it's you know the things that inspire me and if it's not all in one box or all in one genre then it just isn't and I trust the readers you know um, some people think okay well your readers they're not going to like that you do so many different genres, but I trust them, you know, to have an open mind. And if they don't, you know, if they only like my urban and they don't like my contemporary, then I get that. Just read my urban, <laughs> you know, that that's fine. That's, that's with you. But I trust them to kind of grow with me. You know, I think that they, that they, they do that and I appreciate it. That's what's up. We do have another caller. He's very popular okay. tonight. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and open up the line so we can get this caller on with us. Good evening. You're live right here on Indie Fire with Nikia. Who do we have on the line? Hi, it's Kira. It's who? I'm sorry, what's your name? It's Kira. Kira, okay. Yes. Hi, Sarah. So I have um, one question for you. When you have writer's block or during the times that you get discouraged, what do you do to get yourself out of that place? Dang, she's right. all over here in my notes because that was going to be my next question. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, it's a good question. It's a good question because writers do, I mean, you know, everybody experiences it at some point. But I write through mine. You know, some people take a walk. Some people take a break. I write, I just write, and, you know, this is my thing. If I don't like what I wrote when I wasn't really feeling it and I go back, you know, to read through it, then I can always change it. But, I, mm-hmm. you know, I can't, I can't just stay in that slump because, you know, writer's block can, you know, take a while to kind of get out of. So if I'm not, you know, if the characters aren't talking to me or, you know, then I, I will be like, you know, let me, I'll, you know, think about some, listen to some music, you know what I'm saying, Talk to my oldest son. He always got a story for you. You know, <laughs> my story, my uh, my book, Enough Love for for um for me, which is about sister wives, is because I promised y'all my twenty two year old son wants more than one wife. So I oh, wow. that yeah, so that like kind of came from him. So I just kind of you know I write like through it. Sounds like my twenty four year old. Yeah, they might yeah. know each other. He sounds like a twenty four year old. Oh, they probably do. <laughs> but, but yeah, I. But, 
but that's how I that's how I get through my writer's block. I just I write through it, and you know, then I go back. Of course, you know, as writers, we go back and we read what we've written. And if I don't like what I wrote, then I change it. And if I do like it, then it stays. And that that's kind of like that's what I do. A good deal. Thank you for answering my question. No problem. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for calling in. Enjoy the rest of your evening, Kara. Thank you. You too. I'm going to give you the opportunity now to kind of rest your mouth, um, you know, take a little potty break if you need to. Um, if you're tuning in <laughs> now, you're live right here on Two Way Tuesdays on Indie Fire with Nakia and our very special guest, the national best-selling author, um, Asira. This right here is The Bars Crew with I'll Never Forget. Your host, Lil Timmy and Nakia, right here, right on the here, station, right here, right here, all the hottest right here, hip hop right hits, and the fire, and the fire, get it, get it, get it. Let's get it. If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Two It Tuesdays with Nakia and our special guest, uh, national best selling author, Asira. And that was the Bars Crew with 
I'll never forget. And thank you, Jerusalem, for that drop. Um, how do you select the names of your characters? You know, um, I think I've used every name, like family name I have, <laughs> but also, <laughs> yes, also the name will just, I mean, you know, sometimes I'm watching a show and I'm like, that's a really pretty name or the name will just kind of come to me depending on like, uh, the situation that's going on. So there are many different ways that I, that I select their names. So I couldn't even say, you know, that it was just one, it's just. You know, if I hear a pretty name and I'm like, oh, that, you know, I can use that. Or, you know, I'm like, you know, the, the person that's about to do this dirt, that that sounds like uh, Jericho to me. You know, so so that's kind of like, you know, how the, the names come. Um, what, would, what would you say would be the most difficult thing um, about writing characters from the opposite sex perspective? You know what I don't I I don't really have I don't I don't really find it hard to write um, from the opposite sex, and that I will say that because I I did I had like a a lot of male friends <laughs> growing up, and I so I always kind of got their you know their their perspective, and then you know I have my dad and my husband, so like when I'm you know writing about like you know the love that black men give. I, it's it's because I know it, you know what I'm saying? Or if I'm talking about, you know, the love that they're not given, that's because I've been through it, you know what I'm saying? And I know that too. So I, I can't really say that it's, it's hard for me. Um, I do, you know, I want to, I want them to be believable and I want them to be, you know, I, I want them to be like multi, multifaceted. You know, I want them to have different, um, to themselves. I want them to be hard when they need to be, you know, strong when they need to be, vulnerable when they need to be. And so sometimes I will say that I try um, like to not to do the vulnerability but not make them too soft. You know, you know what I'm saying? I think that that may be the thing for me. Okay. I know that you have your own publishing company. Before taking on that position. Did you experience any ethical practices uh, in the publishing industry that made you want to say, hey, I can do this myself. I can do it a little better. You know, this happened to me. I don't want to have it to anybody else. Um, did you go through any of that prior to I didn't. taking on this work? No? I No, I didn't. Um, I I have nothing bad to say about Supreme Works um, and Casey Mills, um, who was the only – now, I, now, let me – that was with her. Let me, do, let me say this. There was a company, and I don't want to say the name, but they offered me a contract, but I w- they wanted me to pay into it. So I kind of was like, uh, you know, <laughs> after talking to, to my lawyer, I was like, oh, okay, so I shouldn't have – okay. So right. now I kind yeah I, now I kind of know like you don't you're not supposed to pay up front so so but that was before you know su- Supreme work but um you know as far as like other things that I see writers go through I haven't had those issues I've been you know happy with you know the covers the exposure um you know the support the professionalism I haven't had any issues I just have always been you know. I'm like, okay, I write different genres, and because, you know, at that time, now now Supreme Works is expanding, and I, I love that, you know, the, into different genres, but at the time that I signed, she didn't, you know, so much have a, um, a audience for all of the different genres that I wrote, but KC was really cool, and she told me, you know, because when we were talking about contracts, and I, you know, I had other companies who wanted me, um, she was the company that said, you know what? I don't care if you put out different genres with somebody else. As long as you, you know, as long as our contract is fulfilled, you know, as far as how many books and what have you, we're good. You know, she's like, I know you're a special case. You write different genres. I knew that, you know, from the beginning. Go do your Mm -hmm. thing. And so I was, you know, I was really, really inspired by her. And I said, you know what, because I do so many different genres, 
But when you're looking for different publishing companies, they might only take this one or that one. I said, let me just go ahead and start my own. And I, I that's it was literally like I was sitting down one day and said, I'm going to just go ahead and start my own and started researching how to do that. And that's where Dream Wake Work came from. So talk about Dream Wake Work Publishing. Um, well, Dream Wake Work Publishing, you know, kind of started – as a place for me to put out, you know, the different genres that I had, because like I said, I'm not, you know, in a box. I don't just write one genre or two genres. You know, I don't know until I'm writing sometimes. With, sometimes when I go to put, post it on Amazon, I'm like, what is this? Is this a mystery thriller? Like, I can't, <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I got to try to figure it out, you know what I'm saying? Cause they want you to put it in a category. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, but I also wanted to develop other authors. Um, give them a chance, you know, people that maybe other publishing companies wouldn't take a chance on and kind of help them to develop into, you know, better writers and authors and help them tell their story. So I, you know, I, I have signed a couple um, authors uh, to Dream Wake Work, um, Candy Storm, and we are, you know, cleaning up her first book now so that that can come out. And then I have a young man named Arnold um, Nkuna, and he's actually from South Africa, so, you know, we're working on his as well. Um, so theirs will be coming out soon, you know, and I appreciate them for just, like, trusting me, you know, to to kind of help them and guide them on this, you know, this journey. But I, my company is more than just publishing books. Like, I do ghostwriting. Um, I, I'll do quick edits for, like, short stories, um, author development. Um, manuscript review so my it's kind of expanded so I you know I have clients where you know they'll come in and we'll have a meeting at my dining room table about you know they they have their book and they want to know this and you know where can they take it and you know we we have that discussion and and then I help them kind of get there so it's it's expanded for me to help you know writers and authors and you know people who just you know, they want to get their stories out there. And they some people just don't know how. And I, I was there. Like, how do I do this? So I just want to, you know, help. So that's where – and Dream Wake Work is just – if you look like, you know, like two years ago on my Instagram and things, I would always hashtag Dream Wake Work. That was before I ever thought of having a publishing company. It's just what I did. Like, whatever dream I had, I would wake up and I would get to work on it. And I, you know, I had, I've had shirts made years ago that said that. So, you know, it was just a logical name for it. And I, and it's, it just encompasses everything that I kind of believe in and what I do. So, you know, that, that's where, you know, Dream Wake Work is. And, and I just, you know, I, I just hope that we continue to grow. So, and I'm excited about it. I really am. Well, I'm excited for you. I definitely couldn't wake up and write about anything that I dream. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Um, <laughs> what was the last thing that you learned? The last thing that I what? You learned. That I learned? Um, self-care. I'm still learning it. I'm still learning it. Uh, um, you know, I, the last thing that I taught because every day I don't know. Um, I think the last thing that I I taught was that um, it's okay to to start over again. It's okay to start over again. Sometimes you know the story that you're trying to tell, you know, it's it's not coming out right or you know, you, you feel like, you know, your people aren't going to um, get it, and, and it's okay. It's okay if you go ahead and and start over again. There's nothing wrong with that. So that I want to say that that was the last thing that I taught when I was um, speaking with the client. And so do you see yourself combining those two aspects, self-care and given yourself the uh, capability of starting over, do you make those applicable to what you write about? 
I do. Um, I do because it's, it's real for me. And um, like when I say, you know, self-help book, but my book um, that I have out there, my story isn't over. Um, and it's poems and short stories by a survivor is because I'm a domestic violence survivor. And so, you know, I'm not ashamed to say like, you know, I, I'm a mental health advocate and, you know, I go to counseling and, you know, all of that. So that's why I said I'm still learning self-care and I'm learning that it's okay to start over. And it's okay, you know, that the person that I thought that I was or that I was going to be is evolving. So it's okay. It's all right. And, you know, I, and I, I have to kind of tell myself that and remind myself of that, you know, especially when I get down, you know, if I'm feeling a little depressed or my anxiety is kicking in, you know, I have to tell myself it's okay. You know, we can go ahead and just give, you know, do this again tomorrow and that's fine. And then again, I'm, you know, I'm one of those people who I'm so intent on helping everybody else and give and give and give until you're empty. So I had to learn, you know what, if I don't take care of me, <laughs> yeah, like if I don't if I don't take care of me, you know, I, I, I don't have anything to pour into you if my cup is empty. So yes, mm-hmm. I'm learning that and I I put it into my book. Um, like my If He Loved You series, the first book introduces you to the three friends and one of them is a domestic you know, is in a domestic violence situation and the three subsequent books give each friend, you know, their their own story. But they're still, you know, there for each other. So I do incorporate, you know, the things that I learn and the things that I go through into my books at times. I love your transparency. Um, how do you feel that you make a difference in the world? Um, you know, just like I said, by helping. You know, I and and by through my books, um, I try for them to be. A, I wanted to be like a lesson in my book, you know, um, I have a story that's not, you know, yet out, but when, when you read through that particular book, it gives you red. I literally at the end of the chapter will say red flag and it'll tell you, you know, red flag, you know, when you're dealing with a narcissist or red flag, when you know, this is what tells you that somebody's controlling. Um, I, I mm-hmm. try for all of my, my books to kind of, tell a lesson, you know, give a lesson and tell our community things like it's okay, you know, to see a therapist. It's okay if you're on medication. It's okay, you know, mental health, your mental health is important, you know, or it's right. okay, you know, to, to you know, continue your education to stop to start again. So I think there's something that people can take away from each of my books. Um, so that that's kind of what I give, you know, to the world. And I could say, you know, when I when I was working with, you know, children and mental health, and I, I love that. So, you know, kind of like pouring into them. So now that I'm not working with the kids, I kind of feel like I pour into, you know, my, my writing, what I was pouring into, you know, my my patients. And and I, I love it. And I love when people are like, you know what, I this opened my eyes to mental health I didn't realize or this opened my eyes to the you know the fact that we were kings and queens and we were black you know so I just I just like to teach lessons um and put it in my work and give it to people in a way that they'll understand it and they'll take it to heart and they'll carry it with them for someone who's listening now or who may come back and listen to a playback show and they're hearing everything that you're saying, um, they have an idea or a concept in their mind um, that they just don't know how to get started. They've looked at that paper for so long, they've held a pen for so long, that they sit at the laptop forever, that they just do not know how to get started. What piece of advice can you offer that aspiring author? You know, it, you'll never, it'll never get finished if you don't start. Um, so, so you just do it. And I, I know that, you know, it sounds like a Nike commercial, but you just, <laughs> you just have to, you just have to do it. You have to start writing it. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to start off as a story. It can start off as an outline. It can start off as a character. You know, you've got Anne in your head, you know, and 
she's not, you know, she's not happy and, you know, whatever. If you, if your character is Anne, then you can write. Anne is unhappy. You know, it's, you just have to start somewhere, but you got to start because if you don't start, then you'll never finish. So, or, and, you know, they can always reach me at Dream Wake Work Publishing and I can kind of, you know, help them and, and see which, like I said, I do author development as well. But, you know, the main thing I would say it's for them to start. And if they need to start small, then start small. But you have to start. You have to. That's good advice. That's, that's, that's very good advice. Now, don't be like me and start. And you start every day. You start and it be the same sentence every day. Be the same sentence every day. <laughs> you got to go a little bit further now. Trust me, you got to go a little further. Um, we're at the end of the show. And I hate it because, um, you know, you have some people or some guests that you, you really want to pick their their brain on other levels. Um, so we definitely have to bring you back on the show. Um, so I do want to talk to you. You know, you mentioned your um, learning self-care, and you mentioned or in your bio it mentioned um, that you write about it. Um, and so I, I think that you can be – or you could be um, a very instrumental voice to a lot of our listeners. Um, a lot of our artists are, um, they stand for numerous different platforms from uh, domestic violence to um, rape crisis uh, to mental health. Yeah. And so the things that you have touched upon just briefly I think that you could be uh, or provide different outlets for these individuals. So we'll definitely have you back on the show in the near future. But I want to go ahead and open the floor up now, give you the opportunity to get all of your contact information out for those that are listening now or those who may come back and listen to one of the, I don't know, eight, nine, ten different playback um, platforms that we're on. The floor is yours. Now go ahead and get your contact information out. Okay. Well, absolutely. I would love to come back on. You just let me know. And um, my Instagram is dreamwakeworkpublishing. Um, so you can reach me there. Um, and I I also have Facebook. I have two different pages. And that's Ta, T-A-H, Dula, D-U-L-A. And then that's my second page is author Asata, A-S-E-T-A-H, Dula, on Facebook. So you can um, follow either or both. You know, um, we do, um, I kind of have an intern, um, a.k.a. my daughter. So <laughs> she she manages my um, my <laughs> author page. Um, also, on in, um, on Twitter, I am um, at Psych, P-S-Y-C-H, capital T, one six. Um, and that's how you can reach me there. And I always forget to put the publishing on the end um, of the Gmail, but it is Dream Wake Work Gmail. I'm, I'm sorry, Dream Wake Work Publishing at gmail.com. If you have any questions, if you, you know, want to submit some stories, if you, you know, anything, if you want to sign up to be a beta reader for me, that's fine because I've got plenty of books, you know, that I, I'm getting ready to put out and I love to hear people's um, feedback on them. So that's my um, my contact information. Awesome. So, guys, if you didn't catch them all. I hope you did not miss them all. Um, make sure that you're supporting this author. Her um, books are available on Amazon, um, over 15 published, and a lot, lot, lot more to come. Make sure that you're following yeah, 20, the show. 26. Oh, girl, you need to update your bio. I Ooh. know. I didn't realize I asked the question. I said, oh, my gosh, I do have to update it. I have 26 yes. books out. I asked a question and somebody book. answered it and I counted. <laughs> wow, that is phenomenal. Yeah. Twenty six books out. This is national best selling author Asira. Make sure that you're following the show on all social media platforms at Indiefia. That's E N D I E F I Y A. Make sure you're following me on all social media platforms. That's Girl in Motion. G R L N M O T I O N. We'll be back here Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with uh, Mega, no, Mogul, there we go, Mogul Music Entertainment, Hip Hop Duo, 
New Wave without the E on the end. So make sure that you're tuning in right here with us at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard. Back here on Tuesday for another episode of Two with Tuesdays with author Monique. I probably left out something. Um, but she'll be here at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on next Tuesday. So, again, if you can't make them all, don't miss them all. And I'm going to leave you with a quote as usual. Uh, music is the shorthand of emotion. That's Leo Tolstoy. Until Thursday at 7 p.m., have a good night.